strategize together. Let's hear it from an expert. Join the conversation, it's informative and free. You and me, let's talk some strategy. Here's your host, Doreen Morin Van Dam. Hey, hey, everybody. My name is Doreen Morin Van Dam, and today we're going to talk about how to 10x your visibility with an expert from my home country, the Netherlands. But before we do, I want to welcome everybody to another episode of Strategy Talks. If you're here live, let us know in the comment where you're joining us from. If you're watching the replay, put hashtag replay in the comments. And for those of you who listen to Strategy Talks as a podcast, a special shout out, welcome to you. So before we get started, I want to do another shout out to our sponsor, Social Insider. They are the intuitive dashboard for social media analytics, reporting, and competitors analysis for brands and agencies. If you need data, you need social insider. So without much further ado, I'm going to bring onto the screen with me today, Elizabeth Griefioen, as we would say in Dutch. I don't know, how do you pronounce your, your name in English? I'll just say Griffin. Griffin. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Elizabeth Griffin. So who is Elizabeth? So she is a video marketing expert, a video maker, script guru, and YouTuber in one. She's already well known amongst entrepreneurs in the Netherlands and has started translating her extensive work into English with a book, The Little Black Book of Video Marketing, available on Amazon and her English YouTube channel. She's a former TV director um, who took her experience into making video content for marketing. This ensures high involvement of viewers and great reactions and ROI on videos. She's a trainer and coach and occasionally shoots videos for and with her entrepreneurs. She believes that video, when done well, is key to get well-known as an entrepreneur. It gives you a big reach, makes you accessible, and gets your um, acknowledges, acknowledged as an expert, right? Nothing else works as efficient. She specializes in helping entrepreneurs to make videos. They get great ratings, lots of views, and especially really involved viewers. And who doesn't want that, right? Who doesn't want a community? So Elizabeth, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I love your theme song. Thank you. Yeah, my son uh, wrote, composed, and sang it for me. It's uh, really fun and um, sometimes it's it's a good reminder to myself and my guests. We're talking strategy, right? We all we have different topics and we talk about different things, but it all comes back to um, really thinking ahead and making the big picture of what we really want to do. And that's what strategy talks is all about. So um, as a social media expert, it's great to create content, but what is the strategy behind it? So today we're going to talk about strategy talks and strategy on 10xing your visibility. And so let's just, you know, think about that, right? Before we do that, and I'm thinking that's the big picture for you, what did lessons did you carry with you from TV to social media, especially as it pertains to video? <laughs> yes, I think in, in television, everything is about ratings and it's about popularity of TV programs. And uh, what I learned there was to attract viewers and keep them hooked until the end, until after the next commercial break even. 
And that's what I teach my people because the first thing people, if entrepreneurs shoot videos, the first thing they start doing is turning on the camera and start talking. But there's a different way to make videos. And that's if you keep, keep the eyes moving. That's what people say. So if you make it uh, change places, if you move around, if you make your story very uh, sh short and, and interesting, then you attract, really attract viewers and you, you uh, hook people into your video until the end. And, and at sort, sort of near the end, this is where the call to action is. So that's where we want people to be. Right. But you want them to stay to the end. So yes. you have that call to action. Yeah. So short videos. Um, I love that. It's TV is about ratings. So yeah. what, what kind of metric can we put about, can we put around ratings for a video? What do you look at? So what to you, like if TV, your rating is a 10, I'm assuming that's the highest rating. What is a good rated video on your end? So we're talking about YouTube, right? You're a YouTuber. Yeah. What gives, yeah. how do you measure? How, what's the data? What are the metrics that you use? What, what I love about YouTube is uh, you can measure engagement. There's like, you can, you can just look it up and see the graph where uh, did people stop watching? And of course on YouTube, it's very normal not to make it to the end of the video because we get distracted and stuff. But I, I've heard like the, 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 the average is about 40% of viewers get to the end of the video. And it's, of course, it's different for short videos than for longer videos, but YouTube appreciates if you keep people until the end of, or as long as possible. So there's a simple uh, number with every video where you can see how long did most people stay. And I'm sort of aiming for 80%. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so how long they stay, that's your yeah. ranking. If they stay, if they stay longer. And so then you can start diving into additional data, right? So now you're looking at, okay, these three videos, they stayed 80%. What is similar to these three videos yes. that I did, right? So you're yes. starting to analyze. This is the strategy part that we want to talk about because yes. that will help you. The longer people stay, the, the more your visibility increases, I'm yes. assuming. This is also a number that people avoid watching, looking at, because it's sort of well, it confronts you with, with with people leaving, and we really don't want to know that. But I, it's if I have a, a part of my video where I right in the middle where I think, oh, I have some music and some shots of me walking, where you think, oh, it's nice in the video. But you can see the drop off right away. It also stopped me uh, trying to make jokes in my videos because I saw people dropping off there as well. So. I, oh, I'm that's fascinating. People don't like you doing jokes. No. <laughs> so B-roll, maybe not so good. Uh, jokes, not, not so yeah. good. Well, um, you have to keep people curious. And somewhere, if you if you have like five seconds of, of B-roll and music, people are like, well, oh, maybe we'll go somewhere else. So, yes, it get, gets you very uh, strict about scripts and about using shots and about editing. That's interesting. So um, let's talk about just come to mind props like, hey, I'm drinking something, uh, you know, like uh, props work, right? I mean, yeah. holding up signs, you yeah. were saying movements, um, yes. all of those things help your visibility, help people stay longer, help yeah. you, your videos rank better. Yeah. Even, um, 
even a, like a, a sort of boring video. I, I sometimes take my videos right here and this, well, it's a bit of a boring background, but I uh, alternate the distance between me and the camera. Oh. So I have a, a shot like this and then a, a, a wider shot and so alternating. And In the also, same video? In yeah. the same video? Oh, yes. okay. So you have so the I zoom in. Of tricks. I don't dance, but I do every other kind of trick to uh, to keep the, the the attention of my viewers. Yes. Yeah, I have done when I when I want to make a point. I have leaned in and really talked to the camera, um, and then I'm not using the camera. I'm using my body to get close. Mm -hmm. But I get that. That that totally makes sense. So, um, what are some of the stumbling blocks that entrepreneurs? Because this is really who you target. Um, what are some of the stumbling blocks to a getting started with video b being consistent and continuing with video or c being successful with video because those are all different one different okay. things well keep me that <laughs> what was a a was get started how do get people started. what are the stumbling blocks of getting started do people what do people tell you oh i don't have the right equipment or oh i'm scared what are some of the things that you hear well, what people say is I don't have the right equipment. So that, those are questions I get a lot about what microphone do I need? What lights do I need? And that's because I, I, I made some videos about those and they are very well uh, watched on YouTube because lots of people are looking for that. What the cell, do you need a selfie stick and, and stuff like that? But they're really, uh, a lot of people come to me with selfie sticks, microphones and everything still in the box. Hmm because that wasn't a problem. So I think it's more, uh, people are, don't know what to talk about. They know so much and then they're like, yeah, okay, turn on the camera and now what? Hmm. So that's where strategy comes in as well. Okay, so that was the first. How about, um, I forgot what B was. I think it's <laughs> how, to, how to stay consistent, right? So what, yes. you, what, what are the stumbling blocks for staying consistent? Yeah, well, then the thing is, if you make one video and then it gets a, like a big thing, I don't know how that was for you when you started doing videos. And then you're like, oh, it's done, finished, okay. So, but you, you ideally have to do it like every week or every two weeks. And the, the thing with all the technology, it's also editing, there's, the possibilities are endless. You could stay, you could work on a video for three days, but then you'd never make another video again. So the challenge is really to keep it simple for yourself. To okay. uh, work in a way that can let you make a video in an hour or two at the most. So what I'm hearing you say is you've got to get a system down. You've got to get a system down. And do you, and this is something I, in my work as content creation, you know, whether it's video or blogging, I do a lot of batching of content. And I heard when you and I were trying to plan this, you were like, oh, Wednesday is, or whatever day you had, I'm, I'm, I'm creating a bunch of videos. You were doing them all in one day, right? So I'm assuming you do that as well. You batch um, content creation and probably editing and some of that. Well, I, uh, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow there's, not, there's bound to be, there has to be another video and I didn't have one. And I sort of, this week I thought, shall I skip? But I I don't like skipping a week because I also enjoy making them and always well like a 
proud little kid, like, oh, I've got a new video. And I, um, this morning, uh, I wrote a script in 20 minutes and I went out to film it right here in this little grass yard. And it took me 10 minutes and I'm, I will be editing, editing it uh, later on. So I don't always batch, but I always wish I had batched. Okay. And yes. if you're, if you're watching this, one of the tips for, you know, doing a podcast over and over, because I have guests, I, and Elizabeth, you can attest to that. I am booking mine into September now, right? So I'm booking like three, four months ahead um, because that's how I, that's my safety. Um, like that's my fallback. So if I have these already created, if I'm working ahead, then I'm consistent every week. So um, I just uh, read something on LinkedIn um, about uh, one of the, you know, somebody was, uh, I think it was Sesame Street. Sesame Street is really successful on TikTok. And somebody was kind of doing a case study on them, why and, and how and, and what kind of content they were producing. But the one tip that stuck with me was before they posted the first clip, they had already produced 40 of them. Now, that's scary to me because what if the first 10 are wrong and you've done it wrong? You've created all this strategy and created all this, this content and your audience is not necessarily liking it. Now you have 30 others that you're supposed to post. So it's a, that's a little bit of a, to me, that's a little scary thing. But I guess if you have a big budget like Sesame Street, then you know maybe you can do that. Um, for me, I'm, I don't want to be too far ahead because I want to be able to you know, jump on trending topics and, and, you know, make sure I have guests that have something to say that's going on this month or next month. So um, you have to find that balance. So let's get back to um, visibility. So the last tumbling block is, so we had, um, oh my gosh, now I lost my train of thought. So new people. Yeah. Resistance. Yeah. And C. then the, the C was, I think, how do you um, keep going? Right. So the consistency was there. So now how do you how do you increase your visibility? How do you um, how do you move forward and how do you stay, I guess, motivated even? Yeah. Well, this is where it gets interesting because you start doing videos and as entrepreneurs, we know a lot and we try to share some knowledge where so where our, our future clients, what they're looking for. But we're not always sure what they are looking for. They themselves aren't even sure. So you start uh, trying stuff like, oh, if I do a video about this, I get a lot of reactions. If I do a video about this, I get a lot of emails. What happens? And we try to find like the sweet spot where the stuff that I can share easily that my future clients want to know right now. And looking for that sweet spot is what makes it so interesting. Right. I think that must be the same for every content creation. It is. It is. Yeah. Because you, you want to make sure, like last month, I was looking for a bunch of people to talk come talk about AI. Yeah. Right. And so I, I got one and then I booked another one and then I booked another one. So I've got now I have four episodes that are going to be about AI. But it's important because that's what my audience wants. But I didn't know that in January when I started booking people because that wasn't a big thing until all of a sudden it was. So yeah. that makes sense. So let's talk about um, culture. Um, it's, you know, I'm from the Netherlands. You, uh, you live in the Netherlands. You're Dutch. 
Um, there is a saying in Dutch, and if you're from Europe or you know any Dutch people, you know this. One of the sayings we have is um, just be normal. That's crazy enough, you know. Uh, and for those of you who have never heard me speak Dutch, it's, it goes something like this. Uh, and being on video when I started doing video right around maybe eight, 10 years ago, when I started my business about 13 years ago, um, people in the Netherlands thought that was crazy. Why would you go on social media and create a video? So let's talk about that because in the U S people on stage are bigger. Everything in the U S is bigger. Everybody speaks bigger, does bigger. It's all flair and show. And the Dutch people aren't like that, are they? <laughs> well, they're afraid to be seen like that. But once they do it, they actually enjoy it. That's, oh, that's, that's a good that's a good distinction. Yeah. So how do, is, how do they get past that? How do you help people with that? I help them by teaching them how to prepare. Because if you go in front of a camera, like... And then, well, Dutch people are... We uh, get... I don't know, it's in our culture and the water, I don't know. We want to make ourselves small and that's good. Yeah. Because nothing can go wrong and right. nobody can think anything of us. And the funny thing is I, I was, I used to be like that, of course, but I'm, I'm, I've, I know uh, America a bit. So that was, I, 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 I had some examples in America. I was watching Emory Forio and Daniela Port and, and people like that. And I thought, well, why couldn't I do that? So, but yeah, people are afraid that they are, uh, people th think uh, negative stuff about them. But I teach them, uh, the first thing I teach them is most important. And that's why I almost never get any negativity at all. Is that I make sure that every video I make has, is carrying something of value. Hmm. I teach people very, very small easy to remember lessons in my video and I sort of see it as coming somewhere with a present you don't go to a birthday and empty-handed and I don't go to YouTube empty-handed I always have something to give that is and a that's, great that's a great tip right there for those of you let's say <laughs> say it again Elizabeth that is perfect every video I make is a present to your target audience and that helps in two ways. The first thing is with yourself, because you're like, oh, well, take it or leave it, people. I'm, I'm bringing something, something of value. If you don't like it, goodbye. So that makes for a totally different attitude. Instead of, oh, like me, like me, you're like, here, there you go. And then uh, the second one is uh, people are, some people will appreciate it. And the people who don't appreciate it, they, just, they will just leave. Because, well, they're turning the present down, fine as well. All right. So now you are teaching people how to get on video um, and you're giving them, telling them about scripting and preparing. And then obviously you're teaching them how to be successful on YouTube. Um, so how do you then up that visibility? Is that just by doing that or are there any other special promotional things we need to know about, tagging, SEO. There's probably a whole bunch of stuff. But if you want to give us like a couple of ideas, like if there was something, if somebody's already doing videos, but their visibility is minimal, what mm -hmm. is one thing they can do today to make a difference? 
I would try to make the to make videos videos out of the most obvious things, like the most asked questions. Okay. The stuff where you think, oh, everybody knows that already, and it's not true. So it's always um, uh, you have to uh, get close to where what people are looking for, mm. and answer just the really really simple questions. I think that's the, the way. And then if people see it in a video, they're like, oh, I know this person already. So that's the extra value. Okay. So um, if you have, if you don't have enough visibility, I, I would think make more videos and make sure they are everywhere, not just on YouTube, but also on LinkedIn. All right. That was going to so, be my next question. Where should we publish? Obviously on yeah. YouTube. Um, I see your videos on LinkedIn as well. Of course, we're connected. So are there, are, do you, this is a question for you, do you post the same video on YouTube as you post on LinkedIn? There's a subtle difference in the, in the end of the video, because in, in the YouTube one, I'm, I'm like pointing at watch this video and we can't do that in LinkedIn, so I have a different ending, uh, but it's 99% the same, yes. But I'm not doing it on the same day. Okay, that's a great because, tip. Yeah, because YouTube actually... Uh, would like uh, they want a lot of people there so the the first day I published my video at 8 30 in the morning on a Thursday and at the same minute there's an email going through my whole email list sending people to YouTube what I do as well is I make a very short clip of that video and I post that on LinkedIn also on the same day saying uh, there's a link in the comments people just watch the whole video so it's like a little promo and then maybe a week or two weeks later, I post the whole video on LinkedIn. Okay, that's awesome. And it's the same audience, I'm assuming. So on YouTube, are you posting for your current community or are you posting to grow your community? The, the great thing about YouTube is that your videos end up with people you wouldn't normally know. Okay. Whereas LinkedIn is, well, it's, all, it's, it's, it's a network. It's all about connection. Right, right. Yes. Okay. So there is, a, I think, when I started making weekly videos, I first posted them on Facebook and LinkedIn, and I used to have lots and lots of views, like twenty-five thousand views for a video on LinkedIn, and then I I posted the same video on on YouTube, and I had twelve views. So I thought, well, YouTube isn't for me. <laughs> That, I mean, this is great insight because I think we've all been there. We've all done this. Yeah. Yeah. And then somebody approached me and he said, your videos are really good. How come you're so bad on YouTube? And I thought, oh, this, I've got to do something about this. And I took, I, I got some lessons and I followed some people and I took some courses and I, I realized a really big thing. And that was, I wasn't, um, I, the videos were okay, but I weren't. I wasn't clear about what I was coming to bring. Mm. So but they were more about me. Like, oh, look, I'm going to take a teacher course here or something happening or I'm doing shopping. And I think on people who already know you, they can appreciate that. Right. Which is LinkedIn and Facebook. But then people who are like, who is she? I don't care. She's doing groceries. I want to know about this microphone. So I actually started changing my subjects and, and giving attention to the titles and the thumbnails and the CEO and everything. And it started going up right away. 
Okay. Yeah. And then I thought, well, I can't, these YouTube videos, the people on LinkedIn might not like them. But they did. They did. Okay. Because yes. they were ready for that next phase yes. of types of videos. Interesting. Yes. Yes. So if you want to up 10 times your visibility, um, and and you're not the only ones who says this, you know, I've, I've interviewed other people. YouTube is the second largest search engine. You should go put your videos there. That's where they should live. YouTube pays you. If you get enough followers, subscribers, if you get enough videos, YouTube will pay you. The truth is TikTok, not barely paying anything. Instagram, barely paying anything. All of the big um, content creators who get paid for creating videos are on YouTube. So let's talk very briefly about you haven't, do you have both a Dutch and an English channel, Elizabeth? Yes, I okay. do. Yeah. So you have, are they connected somehow? Are they, no, they're, they're no. separate? They're separate from, yeah, even on separate email accounts because I didn't want to, well, thought I'd spread uh, the risk. Right. So. <laughs> no, I, th yeah. I think it's interesting because there's plenty of people who watch a show who live in the U.S. but might be from Europe or live in Europe and they might be from South America. There's a lot of people who speak multiple languages. Yeah. And so it is definitely a frequently asked question. Um, should I double post on social media? You know, what language should I... So yeah. I, I wanted to bring that up. I think that is very interesting. What so far, how long have you had the second uh, channel, the English since one? August, since okay. August. Okay. So yeah. what are some takeaways that you can share with us? Because I think this is super interesting. Well, to me, because I've, there's people say, oh, you speak Dutch and do an uh, English subtitles and stuff like that. But uh, uh, I, there's two things I want to share. The first one is people do not like uh, uh, channels in, in different languages because it's, well, it's too much to cope with really and I found it surprisingly easy to record my videos in two languages Oh, I thought that's going to be really tough maybe I have to uh, get the frequency down to once every two weeks but now uh, I, this afternoon I went I, I shot two videos in, in 25 minutes I write the script in Dutch because, well, that's my first language. Then I take it through DeepL, you know, the translation mm -hmm. uh, app. And, of course, I have to change it. DeepL is not very good with the Dutch humor. I was going to say, <laughs> um, I use chat GPT for translation oh, now, okay. and it's really good. So yeah. try that. That's a free I thing, will. too. Yeah. I will. So... Uh, and then I, I, I got to, I print it out and I've got uh, two pieces of paper and I, I I just do it by like a um, what you call them a paragraph yeah segments paragraphs yeah yeah, yeah. and I do it uh, I, I change it around and it's it's going really fast That's and then awesome. because there's a script you can just all you have to do is just do it and then all you have to do is exactly repeat the lines that are on the paper into the camera with a bit of feeling, of course. And uh, then the whole editing is easy as well because it's all been thought out beforehand. All right, so before we go, what equipment do you use? Do you <laughs> use your, your video camera or do you use your smartphone? What do you use? I've used my smartphone, my iPhone a lot, but now I own a Sony, Sony video camera, like okay. a small vlogging camera. Okay, how about um, microphone and selfie stick? I mount stick? it on, on, on a selfie stick, a bit of a longer one, 
And I love this one because it has little legs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can you can put it on a on a table or yeah. So that's what I use, and I use a wireless microphone. Actually, that's a okay. bit of luxury. Yeah. Do you know this one? Yep. The Rode Wireless yep. Go. I have them too. Yeah. yeah. I have the and older I, version, but I have those. Yeah. yeah. This is one. This is the first as well. And I've got a lavalier microphone with it. So I don't have to get carry this block on my... Yeah. So that's yeah. what I use. All right. Last question, Elizabeth. If yes. somebody were going to invest time or money in one or the other, audio or video, uh, audio, sound or sight, so camera yeah. or microphone, what do you recommend? Always sound. Okay. All right. Uh, thank, thank you. So Elizabeth, how can people connect with you? Where can they find your YouTube channels? And what remind everybody what the name of your business is so they can find you and look for you. It is top of mind video marketing because that's what we want. That place top of mind. So the website is top of mind video marketing.com. And well, the YouTube channel is top of mind video marketing. Okay. <laughs> yes. In English and in Dutch, it's the same or. I have a Dutch uh, company name as well that I can tell. <laughs> so a, I have some people that listen and watch this from the Netherlands. So yeah, a video yeah. fuckfrau. A video fuckfrau. Okay, But awesome. I couldn't translate that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Elizabeth, thank you so much. If you're on social media, you want people to come to your YouTube channel, but you, I did hear you say you're active on LinkedIn. So go yeah, look Instagram for Elizabeth well. Griffin on Instagram and on LinkedIn. Uh, yeah. Appreciate you being with us today. If you're watching this and you're already doing video, there were some incredible tips in here to 10x your visibility. Go ahead and try them out and make sure Elizabeth knows uh, when they work. I'm, there's a couple of things that you said that I'm going to try. So I'm very, very excited. Thank you so much for those of you who were here live with us. If you watch this on the replay, thank you so much. And of course, as always, podcast listeners, we want to do a shout out. And thank you so much for sticking all the way to the end with us. I'll be back next week with another episode of Strategy Talks. Talk to you later. Bye, everybody.